on today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, My Mind Absolutely Rocked uh, by Adi Gulia. What an amazing conversation uh, that him and I had. Uh, he works with people kind of looking to go from that sort of 10 million mark up to that $100 million mark. And uh, in e-commerce, uh, he's been around in e-commerce for a long time, but just an absolutely incredible conversation. Kind of one of those ones that I'm exhausted after because my mind had to work so hard to change some habits that I have. And um, he really talked about going from, uh, you know, being obsessed with the how-tos um, into actually changing your mindset to really be able to grow into a, a huge company and into the sort of potential that you have. So really amazing conversation. I think you guys are really going to like this one. Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Mindful Marketing. At Mindful Marketing, they use ads to get you off using ads. Most e-commerce brands rely heavily on Facebook, Google, Snapchat, Twitter, and all the other paid platforms for the majority of their revenue. At Mindful Marketing, they use paid ads to help you build a community of loyal and repeat customers that will exist long after Facebook and Google do. In fact, Mindful Marketing wants to offer you a free e-commerce growth plan that they normally charge $500 for. A recent growth plan customer said, our ROAS tripled overnight after implementing their tactics. These guys are no joke at Mindful Marketing Co. So go to mindfulmarketing.co slash grow to claim your free e-commerce growth plan today. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, Jordan West here with another great interview. I am super, super excited to introduce uh, my next guest. I'm here with Adi Gulia, all the way from Vancouver Island, not that far from where I live. I, you know, maybe on a clear day, I can almost see Vancouver Island uh, from where I am. It is so nice to have you uh, on the podcast. For people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'll get straight to it, Jordan. So I've been an e-commerce entrepreneur since 2013, 2014. And in the course of the seven years that I had been building e-commerce businesses, I grew brands from, you know, scratch to the eight-figure mark. So that became kind of my specialty in terms of what to do to be able to go from zero to a million bucks in, let's say, eight months. And, yeah. then, and then from a million bucks to 10 million in another year or so. Yeah. Um, so that, that was what I had been mostly doing as far as my career. In that process, one of the things that I discovered was what I really enjoy as a, uh, I guess, as my art form or my craft uh, and something that I am dedicating my life to is the understanding of how our mind works. Because in meeting the people that I met in e-commerce, there were some e-commerce entrepreneurs that were doing a million bucks. There were some that were doing 5 million. There were some that did 30 million. I have a couple of friends who are doing in excess of 200 million a year. And I guess in recognizing the patterns behind what is it that leads somebody to the $200 million mark, that was all along to me the most interesting puzzle to be solved. I didn't really have my heart in scaling up my e-commerce business as much as I did in understanding where performance lies. And the performance was a result of certain causes that were taking place in these companies. And so today I'm at a point where I'm still running the business part-time. I have a capable team that's mostly handling the day-to-day and I, you know, chime in on a you know, weekly basis. But most of my time is now spent exploring the work that I do with some clients that I have. And that is just to do with 
where performance really comes from. How does somebody who gets to 200 million get to the 200 million, whereas somebody who struggles with getting to 10 million stays at 10 million? And those kind of things that I am mostly exploring. Interesting. I've got a lot of questions on that, right? I mean, this is the perfect podcast. You've got on the right podcast, Secrets to Scaling, right? I'm super interested to hear some of these mindset shifts. So what's a big difference in mindset that you see between somebody making, you know, at the million dollar mark and kind of struggling in there versus those $200 million companies? What is that big difference? You know, it would be the same as trying to explain to somebody who's, let's say, in high school and they're 14 years old and they say, I want to make a million bucks. And you as an entrepreneur already have a $5 million company. You know that that person is not understanding certain things that you understand. You know that you understand things to do with building a team, things to do with, hey, I have to put in the work. This is the effort that goes into it. The person, on the other hand, when they're asking, how do I make a million bucks and they're 14 years old, they're, they're going back to, you know, not focusing on building of the business. They're going back to their regular life. So it's a function of what is understood versus what's not. And I guess, long story short, the person running a $100 million company understands certain things that a person running a $5 million company who has not scaled past five or 10 million doesn't understand. Yeah. And in kind of exploring what goes behind a $100 million company is very interesting because when I am hanging out with the guy that I know who alluded to him earlier, he his company this year is probably going to do around 400 million in sales. He's just, you know, an average e-commerce dude. Like I'd say he's about 32 years old, has been doing e-commerce for 12 years. And and, you know, it's a pretty sizable business. The difference I would say so. <laughs> right. The real difference, which almost nobody's going to see, is the vision. You know, there's a lot of hype about vision and, you know, how to have a vision, etc. But the kind of vision these guys have is so different from the vision that an ordinary million dollar, $10 million business owner might have. When I'm hanging out with the, the person who's running the three, $400 million company, the questions that they are asking, the things that they're talking about are wildly different than what is being asked in the other room with the $5 million sellers. The questions being asked in the $5 million seller room are along the lines of, you know, how do we increase sales? What do we do with social media? Like, you know, what's the new branding technique hack? Those kinds of things, which is normal questions. When I'm sitting in the room with the $400 million seller, it's an entirely different mindset where their eye, this person's eye, for example, is already on a billion dollars. And anything that's getting in the way of that is almost an insult to him. When I asked him, you know, how long do you think it's going to take you to get to a billion bucks in sales? Is it going to, is it like three or four years away? He got insulted that you didn't say it's going to be in a year and a half. So it's like a night and day difference. Yeah. The level of confidence is uh, just profoundly different. And that I would say is probably the most important thing and the most important difference. And I, I think that's what's mostly misunderstood. Um, I had somebody who came to me and he asked me, you know, I'm building an Amazon brand and I need, uh, I, I want you to tell me how to get to a million dollars in sales. And he asked me from the point of view of what I would be doing if I was starting from scratch, because this individual started starting from scratch. Now, in a normal, you know, my response to him was, I'll tell you what I would do, but I know you won't do it. And, you know, he was like, why are you saying that? And I said, okay, this is what I would do. If I was starting out in your shoes and I had no e-commerce background, I would go hire three people and be paying each of them anywhere between 50 to $75,000 a year in their core expertise. Like one would know Amazon ranking 
inside out. One would understand external traffic inside out. One would understand supply chain and product development inside out. So you think those are your three core first people that you'd hire in this type of business? If somebody wants to get to a million bucks, it's a necessity almost. Uh, you know, you, you need to have product, you need to have supply chain, and you need to be able to market it. So those three people may cost me, let's say, at most $200,000. Yeah. When I told this person, go do that, go hire three top individuals in their fields and go get them to implement your plan. They'll get you to a million bucks in no time. His first uh, response was, I can't do that. You know, I need to first see some traction. Like I need, I need to be able to demonstrate this, this product is actually going to work. Yeah. And then my response to him was, you know, the, the difference here is I know my plan is going to work and you have a doubt in your plan. You don't believe that you can hire these three individuals and get to a million bucks within six months. I will hire them because I know I will get uh, the, the million in six months. Uh, that same way, the person who's running $400 million has absolutely no doubt in his mind that he'll get there. So the question is not, how do you get to a million bucks in a period, you know, let's say a year. The question is, why is it that I am not confident in hiring the three people who I know would bring me the million bucks? And in exploring that allowed him to take the steps to hire at least the first person. He didn't hire the three people, but he at least went out and hired the first person because that doubt as to why he can't hire somebody and as to why he is okay to waste time proving his concept. Once that doubt was removed, the actions kind of just automatically followed. So do you think with the with the people that are at that next level that they're taking more risks or more just calculated leaps? I don't think they view it from the point of view of risk or uh, leaps. I think it is a mindset of this is just where I'm going to end up. Yeah, so they have that. They they know that this is that this is where they're headed and they know the steps that they need to take to get there or are they still figuring that out? It's because they know they're going to get there that the steps kind of show up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because there's there's different things that you do when you're at different stages of businesses, right? Yeah, which we totally understand, you know, where that's those are. We don't have any For, what, for example, what, let's say one of one of the people in your audience has a 10 million dollar business. Yeah. If somebody was to ask him about building a 10 million dollar business in the future, he would have gained the necessary experience to get to 10 million and he would have no problem answering the questions. But if somebody was to ask him how do you get to 100 million, he can't answer that question. Yeah, it's a different ballgame. And the only reason he can't answer that question is because there are things inside of his mind that are preventing him from getting there. It's primarily doubt. It's primarily thinking about it as risky. It's primarily thinking that it's a leap. And it's those things that kind of freeze him in his tracks, as opposed to the guy who leapfrogged to $400 million because... There was nothing freezing him in his track. Interesting. So let's talk a little bit more about that, about that kind of mindset. Cause I remember this is probably two or three years ago when I kind of made that shift of realizing what that can do when you actually change your mind about things and have a mindset. How do you help people see that? And how have you done that for yourself? Like having those actual mindset shifts around a doubt specifically? You know, it really comes down to uncovering what's in the way that it's as simple as that, because most people are so busy trying to find out what to do to grow, right? Somebody's got a $10 million business. They're so consumed day and night with the question of how do I grow it? Nobody has ever stopped to ask the question, what's in my way? Because if they were to sit down and ask this question, invariably, it'll lead them inside into an, a doubt or an anxiety or a fear, which is blocking them. And no amount of how to and going to a conference and trying to learn about it 
will lead to the explosive growth that they're looking for. How-tos will only lead to incremental growth. If you're doing 10 million today, next year next year you might end up with 14 or 15. But if you're doing 10 today and you must get to 100 next year, there are companies that do that. These companies yeah. that end up being called you know, unicorns, there's a reason they get there. It's not luck. It's because the people internally have a knowing of what is necessary to get there. So what's the difference between the how-to and what you're talking about? I'd love to know, I, I, and, and this is personally, I, I'm not even asking as a just an interviewer, what is that difference between just how-tos and you know, knowing? Jordan, it really comes down to the level of control somebody has over their mind. Because t- think about it like this. You have a wife and kids? Or- I do. Okay, let's say you're grocery shopping, right? And you're in the line and it's going to be another five or 10 minutes before you're going to pay and check out. If I give you a call and I tell you, hey, Jordan, at home, your wife and kids are there and there's a fire at home. You're not going to call anybody to ask, how do I save them? You will just get there and do what, it's, what is necessary to save them. Absolutely, yeah. So the, the question of how to is only asked when somebody's not convinced that they're going to get there. A question that of, is a really good example. That is a great example. Well, it's the only example that will work, to be honest with you, because that's personal to you. Yeah. Any intellectual examples don't really hit home because the mind leaves them in the intellectual realm. So in order for us to understand why am I not where I want to be, we have to first understand why is it that I don't want that as bad as I would want to save my kids. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? You know, I'll be honest with you. I have been pretty unsatisfied with what I've scaled. I've kind of dangled around the eight-figure level uh, myself. But I can tell you one thing. What I'm about to do is going to scale way beyond that. And so it would be a little premature for me to say what's my secret to scaling because I already feel like, you know, 20, 30 million is not a scale, really. But if you want to talk about what led for the 20, 30 million to happen, uh, we could talk about that. But I, I don't feel like I... I'm at a point where I could say, hey, this is the secret of scaling because I feel like I should talk to you when I'm already there. (laughs) You know, what's interesting is that to a lot of people, right, who listen to this podcast who are, you know, kind of kissing that, you know, $1 million mark and and wanting to get higher and higher, you know, 20 to 30 million is scaled to them, right? That is big scaling to them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I mean, to some people, $500,000 is a scale. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So I could talk about some secrets to scale. And honestly, I feel like those are not secrets that are discussed anywhere because everybody's looking for the how-to. Everybody's looking how to scale, right? What I'm looking at is what's blocking me from scaling. And it's all inside my mind. It's some sort of a um, fear, aversion to risk, anxiety, you know, not being obsessed over the goal, but being more so obsessed over the reward from the goal. That is the self-image that's going to come from accomplishing it, the Mm. social media posting that's going to happen all around it. The guy who's at $400 million doesn't post anything on social media because he's so busy building it. So those are the soft things that are the secret to scaling, not so much what's the best email marketing technique? What's the best social media strategy? Because the people who are at the top of a four or $500 million company do not ask how to as often as the people who are at 10 million. So I think secrets to scaling lie all within the mind in exploring our own mind, running our own business, 
and seeing, hey, if I'm at 5 million or 10 million today, and I'm not at 100 million next year, why is it that I will not be at 100 million next year? Because I can guarantee you there's a path to getting to 100 million from 10 million in one year. And it's reserved for only those who are willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And the reason it's reserved for them is because they'll go out and get funded for it. They'll go out and hire whoever they need to hire, who's going to help them get there. So a lot of the things that are necessary to scale are a result of us not realizing what is holding us back. And that's where all the magic lies, I think. It's great. You're, I, I love the way that you look at things. And it's such a uh, breath of fresh air as far as um, just going from tactics uh, beyond even strategy, right? And then into sure. into the mind. I, sorry, I, I hate cutting you off because I feel like you're a good uh, person to talk to here. But I, I things pop into my head as you're talking. And I just feel like I need to add to that. Absolutely. Imagine, imagine this. Who is a rock star entrepreneur? that everybody just looks up to. Elon Musk probably comes to mind, right? Sure, yeah. If Elon Musk took aside three months of his time running SpaceX and Tesla, and he said, hey guys, I'm going to go write down a book on how to become Elon Musk. I'm going to write down a how-to guide on how to become Elon Musk. Millions of people are going to read that. You will read that. I will read that. Everybody will read that. How many Elon Musks do you think we'll end up with? Like actually. From the book? Well, one, him. (laughs) But the point is, Elon Musk didn't go out asking anybody how to build Tesla or how to build SpaceX. Elon Musk had a knowing internally that he was going to build this. Yeah. And he got there. Whoever is asking a how-to, how to scale, doesn't understand that it's the how-to that's the blockage. The secret lies in finding out what's blocking me from getting mm-hmm. to the 100 million. Not in trying to find the how-to get to 100 million because the how-to doesn't really exist because every business is different. Every entrepreneur is different. Everybody's circumstances and how they react to certain things that come up are all so different that copying anybody else's how-to is just an effective path, which is why we see most businesses getting stuck at 10 million and not scaling past that. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, I think of like, I've been, you know, reading a few biographies lately. I read the uh, the Phil Knight uh, one. I read the Lululemon one. And you wouldn't want to take either one of those paths that they took, right? Like, like cool. Like, like Chip Wilson, awesome local guy, you know, great to see what he's done. But like, I wouldn't take that path, right? And that's not a great how-to, but it's, it's great to, it's kind of interesting to see how their minds work and how their minds worked through, you know, scaling companies up to kind of the size that they did. Yeah. You know, Jordan, the problem is everybody's so interested in seeing how somebody else's mind works that they lose sight of the fact that their own mind exists and there's something happening inside of their own mind which needs to be understood first and foremost so Mm. chip wilson already has the requisite internal mindset to arrive at a billion dollar company yeah and reading about chip wilson isn't going to bring about that requisite mindset for us no matter what he writes, he may write to give us motivation and inspiration. We'll walk away from that book really sitting at the exact same revenue figure. We're not going to all of a sudden next day go in doing things that Chip Wilson was doing on his day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. So, so I think these guys are fine to read about, but it, we lose sight of the fact that we are ourselves capable of becoming a legend. Hmm. And in trying to copy the legend, we lose sight of the fact that none of these legends really copied anybody else. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, do you want to be a legend or not? is the question that the person should ask themselves. Yeah, great, great question. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to end the interview right there because that was uh, that was really, really good. Um, where can people find out more about you and connect with you? You know, I mostly just do private consultation and um, 
So I think I'm mostly just like so focused on my day-to-day thing with my clients because if somebody is at 10 and they just have to get to 100, like that's the guy I want to talk to. Gotcha. So if, if somebody wants to like reach out and ask questions, they can email at addy at graceandstella.com. So that's just the skincare company that uh, I ran for the last few years, graceandstella.com. And it's just my first name before it. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you having on here. Uh, this is a breath of fresh air. Thanks so much for your time today. Yeah. Hey, Jordan. Uh, nice chatting with you and uh, have a nice, uh, lovely life back in uh, BC, wherever you are. (laughs) I will. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. We hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing. And we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.